So sharing the same values doesn't mean they share the same thoughts. There's a, that's why I differentiate between like-minded and like-valued. Values for me is much, much deeper than the thoughts that we have. Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast, hosted by Andy Lapata, the show where Andy and his guests explore the many ways in which relationships impact business decisions, make leaders' jobs easier, and help you to progress your career. Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Laparta. Thank you very much for joining me. On Monday, I enjoyed a brilliant conversation with two former police officers, Cole Mahay and Laura Ash, about how they faced and managed conflict throughout their police careers, both in their day-to-day beats and, and in their day-to-day roles. Uh, Carl was a very senior police officer, uh, temporary chief superintendent at one point. Laura worked in, in special branch and anti-terrorism, uh, but also how they faced conflict personally within the police force and also how they've taken that into, into their current roles. So that was our conversation on Monday. Today, our conversation as usual, was about the impact of professional relationships on their careers beyond the the uh, relationships that we've already talked about on Monday's conversation. Uh, and I started out, as usual, by asking Cole uh, where positive relationships have had an impact on his career. I, I'm a natural introvert. I've been an introvert for the past 20 years. Every time I take a, uh, an MBTI test or any kind of behaviour profile, I come out as an introvert. Uh, and I used to see that as a weakness, but I now see that as a strength. I recognize that for the strength that it is. Because what it means is that um, when I work in small groups or on a one-to-one, what I tend to do is build deep relationships. So, and the people that I connect with tend to be connected with me on a values level. So it's no wonder that you know Laura, Laura knows you, and I know both of you. Uh, or, you know, you met uh, Surveyor the other day and uh, I was like, yeah. oh, wow. You know, it's no wonder that I live in this very small connected world because the people I connect with tend to be really good people who align with my values. So I've always done that, Andy. I've always connected with people from a value first perspective. Um, I have this phrase that uh, that I use that says, uh, understand or know like-minded people, but only connect or work with like-valued people. And it's a, such a strong phrase for me, and it has seen me through so much. So professional relationships for me, whether that is me having a relationship with colleagues in the police service or me developing relationships with external partners, stakeholders outside of the police service in terms of the strategic partnership, or even now me developing relationships with the corporate clients that I work with now, the reason why I keep getting repeat custom is because my cust- my, my relationship is a deep relationship and I, I put a lot of value on getting good relationships around me. You know, you and I might not talk for a year or two, but when we do talk, I want to make sure that conversation is a good conversation that we have and same with Laura. That's sort of my perspective on their relationships. I, I love that um, connection on values-based relationships mm-hmm. because that's where you find rapport when you, you you see the world in the same way. Now, you've got to balance so. that with what you were saying on the Monday podcast about having that cognitive diversity. Um, yeah. But I think you can have cognitive diversity with the same values. 
hundreds of things. I think they're different things. When I talk about it in the context of uh, organizations, I say to people, you need to have somebody brought into your organization that is going to work in alignment with your core values as an organization. But that doesn't mean they have to think the same way. They They just have to have share the same values. So sharing the same values doesn't mean they share the same thoughts. There's a, that's why I differentiate between like-minded and like-valued. Values for me is much, much deeper than the thoughts that we have. Great stuff. Laura, I was going to say follow that. Uh, so so <laughs> the, the, the impact on relationships on your career, or, or even if you just want to build on what Cole's just saying, I'm happy um, either way. I mean, for my career, my career is based around helping people um with their confidence and with their health and with their well-being and very much for me relationships are the core foundation of our business and when we uh, work with people and coach people and the way that I approach that is I approach it very much as how I used to approach it when I was in the police or when I would do um an interview with a suspect or whatever and that sounds really awful um I am simply curious And I get down to their level. And I don't mean to say that in a derogatory way, but I will meet them where they are and build that relationship with them so that they feel like they're heard. Um, Because the people that come into our world have been through so many different things with their bodies and their emotions and their mental health. And nine times out of 10, they're just a number on a program. And for us, it's very much about being able to be natural with our guys so that they feel that they are heard and that for me is how I build relationships and it's exactly I always told my clients I kind of question you like I would do when I'm in the police in terms of getting all the information doing that level three listening where you're really listening but you're looking for the bits in between to then ask them you know questions back uh, very much so well, that does explain why when I was doing the Rock Solid program, you kept asking me what I was doing at 3 p.m. last Sunday uh, <laughs> and to explain my explain exactly who could uh, st- uh, testify to that. Um, <laughs> so we've talked a lot on the Monday podcast about conflict I- internally and, and in your role in the police. Um, our second question is always about where relationships have gone wrong. So it would be interesting to get a perspective that takes us away from the conversation we've already had on the Monday podcast uh, and where else um, that's really impacted you and and what you learned from it. So, Laura, can I come to you on this one, first of all? Yeah, I think I'm just making a few notes on that, this actually. And I've seen a few colleagues in our uh, industry who have this um, opinion that if I could do it, you can. What's the matter with you? And very judgmental right um we all have limitations and i don't mean to say that in a disempowering way but you've got to work with somebody within their limitations to build up the confidence to be able to do that just because i can run up and down the stairs doesn't mean to say one of my clients can and you cannot be judgmental and i often find that very much within our space it's very much ego driven well if i can do it you can do it and we're judgmental and i just think that's totally the wrong way to go about building relationships with people great stuff and Carl how about from you um I think you know the the question is such a wide question in the sense that you know we can really pick on any area of our lives and one of the things that comes to my mind straight away and we haven't explored it is relationships in terms of romantic relationships 
And having been through divorce myself, um, I would challenge anyone who's been through that experience and not not thought about what they could have done better. Uh, and you know, relationships fail for pretty much the same reasons. They will fail because there's a lack of trust. They will fail because there's a lack of communication. They will fail because there's a lack of understanding or fail because there's a lack of empathy. Those are fundamentally the reasons why any relationship fails, whether it's marriage, whether it's a professional relationship, customer-client relationship. Any relationship will fail if those four issues are not there. So for me, all the failed relationships I have, whether it's divorce or whether it is uh, uh, relationships that I didn't I just couldn't grip hold of in the police service, you know, people that I just couldn't get on well with, uh, or people or clients even uh, who have uh, I've had a difficult time with. I always try to analyze which one of those four areas did I fail on, or did I fail? Could I have done anything better, or could they have done something better as well? There was clearly a disconnect. And then I wonder why there was a disconnect. Is it because I was working with the wrong person? Is it because our values weren't aligned? Uh, so it always comes back down to the whole values thing for me. And if our values weren't aligned, then probably we were never going to really get on to the extent that we're going to be performing at a high level as a team, as a partnership, as a couple, or whatever it might be. So Neil Wilkie, who was um, a guest on the 18th of October, um, he t- he has created a relationship paradigm. So he had quit his successful role. He um, he studied psychotherapy, I think it was, uh, and he then explored personal relationships. And he's come up with, I think it's six areas in a relationship paradigm. So very similar to, to you, Carl, that, that uh, encapsulate what a successful relationship is. And we explored that with a view to, to professional relationships. So that might be a useful resource in terms, I'm giving you lots of further listening here. That might be a future, uh, a further resource to look at that. Talking about further resources takes me very smoothly onto our third and final question. And that is the resources that you swear by. Um, so these might be books, podcasts, uh, it, it can be um, TED Talks, anything along those lines, either that have had a big impact on you in your business or your career or that you've read or listened to, engaged with recently that have really stood out for you. What we're just trying to do, uh, the listeners of this show are the type of people that enjoy consuming information in its various forms that, that help them grow and understand the world around them and how to be more successful. Um, and our guests are people that can suggest resources so Cole let's start with you what do you have to offer um well uh, I'm going to talk about two people who have amongst many but these two I would say of in, in over the last few years have really shaped where I'm coming from when it comes to leadership and emotional intelligence uh, I'm passionate about the area but um, I needed to learn more depth uh, and Simon Sinek uh, I think is like one of the best leadership speakers out there, leadership authors out there. The stuff that he does around understanding your why, uh, understanding uh, the the uh, the values of leadership, I think are second to none, second to none. So I would absolutely recommend that uh, you listen to him on YouTube, get grab hold of his books because uh, he, he will capture your attention, no doubt, and you'll learn a lot from him. The second person... Um, who I only came across him uh, last year, I think it was, during lockdown, but I've been absolutely 
uh, infatuated by his thinking ever since is Matthew Syed. So Matthew Syed has written two uh, really good books. He's actually written, I think, three books, but uh, two really good books that uh, I, I've devoured. Uh, one is called Rebel Ideas. So Rebel Ideas is very much around the concept that I'm talking about when it comes to diversity, something that I've always believed in. But it's the way that Matthew Syed pulls it together that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, it's, this is a conflict and the challenge between demographic diversity and cognitive diversity. It is about understanding what echo chambers are, how echo chambers are created and therefore how they can be broken. And the other phenomenal book that he's got, which is, again, another another great book and something I've always believed in is Black Box Thinking. Black Box Thinking is really about how do you shape the culture of your organisation? I know in the police service, and Laura, they probably did it in your police force as well, uh, where they used to say, oh, we're going to not have a, a blame culture. We're going to move away from the blame culture. So every time somebody made a mistake in, in the police service, the, the idea was that we'd learn from that mistake. The reality of it was that the professional standards departments that we had, the you know the internal investigation departments uh, that we had in, in the forces, actually grew in number. And uh, certainly in my old force, we were... Uh, one of the biggest, we had one of the biggest professional standards departments in the country. And some of the bigger forces, even some of the bigger forces had smaller PSD departments than we did. So consequently, what you had was everybody in the organization was frightened of making mistakes. Everybody was frightened and looking over their shoulder, thinking, am I going to, am I going to get called up by the professional standards departments, discipline, et cetera, et cetera. Particularly, in the ages of austerity from 2008 onwards, where people were worried about losing their jobs, but they were also worried about do, doing something wrong because so consequently your performance starts, starts dropping. So Matthew Syed in his book about black box thinking is all about how we can create a learning culture where we can genuinely learn from mistakes and prevent them from happening and look for the black box because that's what the air industry do. The first thing the air industry will do at a plane crash is not look to blame people, is look for the orange box, it's actually an orange box, not a black box, to say, well, what were the, what were the, what happened in the final few seconds and can we learn from that and can we stop this happening immediately from here on in? So those are my recommendations. Those are great. And, and Simon Sinek is a regular in this slot on the podcast. Our little, oh, is he? Yeah, and and so is uh, so is Rebel Ideas from me because I go on about it all the time. Um, I think it's an absolutely brilliant book. I can I hear our think like me when values are so <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I can hear our choppy toy start again very faintly in the background. So Laura, tell me your resources. Let's see if we can get through it before the quick. noise ramps up. That's fine. So you might not have had these books mentioned before because, Andy, you know I love a bit of woo. Oh, you do. <laughs> I have a podcast guest for you, but we'll sort okay. that out afterwards. Okay, all right. Two podcasts. Number one, Lucas Rockwood's show. Lucas Rockwood is a yoga teacher and he has really engaged conversations with lots of people about health and well-being, um, ranging from sleep to magnesium to you know, sexual problems, all that kind of stuff. It's brilliant. Um, the next one would be Whoop, which Whoop is a company. Um, we have the bands. And again, they talk very much about your performance. 
they used to deal a lot with athletes, but they've very much now gone into dealing with CEOs and organizations and how managing your energy can actually really boost your productivity. Do you uh, want me to keep going? Yeah, please, please uh, keep going. Okay, um, so they're the two podcasts that I would absolutely recommend. Um, and then I have two books. Number one, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, okay, and it's a 28-day kind of challenge, and it is based around the principle of gratitude and having the attitude of gratitude, and I very much believe that we are being brought up now in a society which is in scarcity and lack and loss and never. And I feel by being able to read these kind of books and implement these kind of things from um, the magic, it really does help to lift your life, see things from a different perspective. And when you look at, you know, things in a different way, those things change for you. All right. So it's very powerful, very simple things you can do. And then the last one would be Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, who's absolutely fantastic Um, and his book is um, The Power of Intention which is really important because a lot of us will take action every day whether it is you know going to a meeting or writing social media posts and we tend to just do it but what I loved about that book and Wayne Dyer he talks about your intention behind it you know what is the intention that you're going into that meeting with What is the intention behind connecting with that person? And I just found them so impactful for me that they would absolutely have to be my my four things to pass on. Fantastic. Thank you both. Our choppy toy has stopped for a moment so we can have a relaxed close to the event. It sounds like um, Simon Sinek and Wayne Dyer may well be coming from very similar um, schools of thought in in the way that they approach things. And it's a very powerful uh, approach as well. Carl and Laura, thank you very much for joining me. Two really engaging, really interesting, and very insightful conversations, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much to Carl and Laura. I think two great conversations. I took so much away from them both. I hope that you have as well. If you have, please share. Please uh, spread the love. Uh, apologies if it's come through on the recording uh, for the strange noises that we experienced towards the end of that. I really hope that it didn't uh, affect your listening pleasure and you were still able to take away a lot of value from this podcast. So please do share it, rate, review, all of that stuff really helps. Uh, We are moving towards the end of our year with the the Connected Leadership Podcast. The last podcast for 2021 will be on December the 6th, but we're around till then, so stick with us, and then we're going to take a little break. But join us again before that and very soon on the Connected Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Connected Leadership Podcast. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and friends, share on social media, and post a review on the podcast channel you use to listen to it. And of course, join us again soon for another interesting interview and great connected leadership tips.